This is the third solo episode of the Reparenting Podcast with me, Melissa Morris. In this episode, I'm going to talk you through how inherited stories might show up in you and how to use reparenting to overcome them. Now, reparenting is about becoming your own parent to yourself so that you can remodel your view of how the world works and how you exist within it. We all have stories that we've absorbed throughout our lifetime, stories that can be helpful and stories that can be unhelpful about how the world works and how we are in the world. And I call this our source code. It's like we are programmed. I spoke about the theta brainwaves in earlier episodes that we have when we're younger. So we absorb all of these stories and mindsets and beliefs, and they become our source code. And it's really difficult to identify them because they feel like solid facts. They feel like the only reality. However, we all have our own reality. Every single person's reality is different. And it's proven now that we have neuroplasticity in our brain our whole lives. Our brain changes so much until our mid-20s. It's always growing and reshaping. And that's really when these stories are formed the most. However, we can shift our neural pathways to believe different things about ourselves and everyone around us at any moment. It just takes a bit more conscious awareness. So how do we pick up these stories? As I said before, our childhood is really foundational. Everyone around you has ideas about how life is and you can't help but absorb them. So perhaps you grew up with money scarcity in your household. And believing that people like you found it really hard to survive and and find money to be abundant. So you'll easily see patterns like that in yourself as an adult because that story is there and it forms your reality until you become aware of it and you work with it and you overcome it. So that's what I would use reparenting for. Another common one that I see a lot is that we can't make money from a job that we love. That's a really common one because Generation Y is really the first one to break this on a major scale. Before that, people's parents were told, go and get a job. Doesn't matter what it is, just make sure you can survive and you make money. And so therefore it wasn't seen a lot and it wasn't, it didn't feel safe to a lot of people. There was a lot of resistance around it. Um, Or maybe you did see it. Maybe you did see it in one of your parents or somebody around you. Somebody was out there doing a job they love, but they didn't make any money from it. And that reaffirmed that belief that to make money and do a job you love is really difficult. But if you did see it, if you did see somebody around you, a caregiver or somebody that inspired you in a job they love and make money, then you would know there's a story in you. This is possible. So you've probably already broken so many stories in yourself throughout your life and gone beyond what your parents believed or what you were taught at school. Can you think of any now? For me, I remember working so hard to break the story that I had to work really hard to make a lot of money. When I ran my own company in my 20s in the music industry, 
I believed that I had to work really hard to make more money. And so I constantly pushed and went beyond my boundaries over and over and over again until I saw the pattern in myself. And I held it up to the light and I started to work with that story to create a different one. This is a conflicting belief that I had. That in order to make a lot of money, I had to work really hard. And another really common one is the putting that constant need to achieve and succeed above everything else, including yourself. So this can show up again as needing to prove yourself at all costs, really pushing yourself to your edge to really seek that validation. And it's about putting what others think of you above your own needs. And sadly, our school system really plays into that because it's always pushing and pushing and pushing for comparison and more grades and more results. And so this is why it's so common in adults. The program is formed when we are young. Now, do you resonate with any of these stories in yourself? Or are there other stories that you've worked hard to break in your life? What stories are you still working on? I spoke in the last episode about play and self-care. There's so many stories that show up when I talk to people about their relationship with play and their relationship with self-care and why they struggle to prioritize themselves. I don't have time for play, I, I often hear. Or I just I don't know how to do more self-care. But when you tell yourself you don't have time, that language has power. The reality is that you're actually just not prioritizing it. So it's really important to focus on what language you're using for yourself because these stories also form your identity. When you're a child, you're free to be whoever you want to be. As I've spoken about before, we can move from anger to sadness to joy to laughter when we're children so freely. But when those around us start to affirm parts of who we are, what they, what they believe us to be, we can get stuck in a story of who we are. I see it in my own child. She's incredibly sensitive and incredibly caring, but also very explosive. And if somebody affirms one part of that, she picks up on it. And in myself, when I was a very young girl, I was very shy, very reserved. And then as a teenager, I really came out of my shell and I was labeled bossy, troubled, naughty. And I got stuck in that behavior as it kept being affirmed. And it was the inner child work that really helped me through it. I'd go back to this first solo episode of this podcast. If you're interested in working through your own identity issues that you've become attached to or got stuck in, and these can be positive or negative, right? And they can be gender specific, so where women can be called bossy, men can be assertive. The same behavior can be really recognized in very different ways. Women can be seen as sensitive and men can be seen as weak for exactly the same behavior. And as I spoke about before, society 
and our systems in society like school and all and all of the ways that we bring our children into the world unfortunately enforce often enforce the story of not being good enough we're always compared to each other you even see it every time you turn on the tv in reality shows it's always a comparison to each other and so that is a very big story that many of us hold that we are not good enough and when we're not given time or play to process those feelings, we can get stuck. They get stuck in our identity. What stories have you picked up about yourself? What were you labelled and affirmed as when you were younger? And how has this changed through your lifetime? Remember that you can change those stories at any moment because they are simply that, stories. Some are helpful, some cause a lot of pain and discomfort. And those are the ones that you really want to shift and work with. Now, our experiences are the things that shape these stories. And sometimes you can become aware of a pattern in your life that keeps repeating. Like, for example, maybe you had a very controlling father figure in your life. And now in your adult life, you literally draw those types of people into your experience. And this is how our present reflects our past. As I spoke about in previous episodes, that programming comes to the surface and the experiences circle around in order for you to unravel them and make sense of them differently. In order for you to grow with every single time they reappear. Now, they may look really different on the surface, but they'll feel familiar. They'll feel similar. Now, this is where the emotional piece comes in, and I'll be talking about in a future episode. Like, for example, maybe you were bullied at school, picked on, and then as an adult, you tend to bring in these controlling, bullish bosses in your life, or people around you who evoke those similar feelings. And once you spot those patterns, what do you do with them? How do you go beyond these stories that govern your life? The most important part is to be aware of them. That awareness is you taking your power back. It's recognising the trigger is in you. You take responsibility for it rather than projecting it out. And you step away from the drama. You start to bring it back to yourself and have some objectivity on the experience. I'll be diving into this more in in the future episode. But for now, I want you to take some time while I ask some questions. So perhaps you want to get out your journal or you want to close your eyes And I'm going to ask you some questions and I want you to just be really open to what comes to the surface. Is there a story you're believing to be true that's limiting the way you feel about yourself or your life? So perhaps it's that you're unlucky in love. Or that 
in order to earn more money you need to work harder as i mentioned before or that you never have time for yourself never have time to play write down any stories that come to the surface that are limiting the way you feel about yourself or your life If you knew anything was possible, what would you choose to believe instead? Now this is often the opposite, the exact opposite of the story that you're telling yourself. So for example, I can look after my own needs and be a success. I make time for myself because I'm worth it. Or I'm enough just as I am. If you knew anything was possible, what would you choose to believe instead? Now, if you knew this new story that you've chosen to be true, what would you do? So this new story is true. What does that enable you to start doing? What small action can you take? This can be internal or external that would make this true for me. Maybe you start leaving work earlier. Or you start researching jobs that you love. Or you talk kinder to yourself. I want you to make a commitment to yourself to start acting as if this story was true. This can be a very small thing or it can be multiple large things. Whatever feels right for you, you take it at your own pace And perhaps go back to these questions and really dig deep so that you can work with your own stories and reparent them. Now, everything I've been talking about this episode is very thought-based, very mind-based. And there's a whole emotional piece beneath this that goes hand in hand. Once we recognize the story that's bringing us resistance and we want to shape reshape then we need to choose a new story and hold space for the emotion beneath it when we change stories it brings up so much emotional resonance so in the next episode i'll be talking through that i'll be talking through what you do with that resistance with the emotional piece that rises up when we start to reparent i look forward to sharing that with you soon In the meantime, do check out my other episodes with really inspiring guests that complement this reparenting modality. I look forward to connecting with you again soon. You've been listening to the Reparenting Podcast with me, Melissa Maurice. I'm a reparenting coach and I run various programs on this topic. I also hold a regular mother circle called It Takes a Village. If you enjoyed this episode, please do hit subscribe. 
And if there's someone you feel would benefit from hearing it, please do pass it on. This podcast was edited and produced by Emma Tyndall. Thanks so much for listening.